Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Extrospective, the podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about Enneagram 3s. We recently talked to two very different Enneagram 3s, Liz and my dad. So now I think it's time to truly unpack what it means to be an achiever. Now, something that I want you guys to know is that the Enneagram tests and the numbers and all of this stuff, this is all just a tool that could possibly help you uncover some emotions that you might not have noticed before. Maybe help you try to become a better person. It does not define who you are. It's also not an excuse to say that's just who I am. Everybody is able to change and adapt and become a better person. So without further ado, let's talk about the Enneagram 3. As I've said in my previous podcast, the Enneagram Type 3 is also known as the Achiever. These people love to be successful. Now, that does look different for different people. Success is just a word. So what does success mean to them? For example, my dad, Bobby, found success in his work life. He also found success in parenting. He wanted to be not only a great business owner, but he also wanted to be a great dad. Liz, on the other hand, is at a different stage of life. You found that she tried to find success in high school. She was the captain of the cheerleading team. She was Miss Niece at Niece High School. And she strived to get into some of the best schools. Now, let's talk about wings. Each Enneagram number has two wings, which are to either side of it. So for example, the Enneagram 3 has the wing 2 and the wing 4. So you could be an Enneagram 3 wing 2, or you could be an Enneagram 3 wing 4. Now, what does that mean? An Enneagram 3 wing 2 is going to be a more extroverted achiever. They like to be successful in the eyes of others more than just themselves. Whereas the Enneagram 3 wing 4 is a little bit more introverted most likely and likes to explore their own feelings of success and what it means to be successful in their own eyes. Both Liz and my dad were Enneagram 3 wing 2s, so they like to find success in the eyes of others around them. Now, it did look different to each one of them, but I have a theory about that. Now, my dad explained to us in his episode that when the starting pistol went off, it felt like everybody was at the starting line, but he was still in the parking lot. He always felt like he was behind everyone else. Now, with being an achiever at heart, you could see what that could do to your self-esteem. So my dad did feel like the success came from him always feeling like he was behind, and he wanted to just be where everyone else was. Now, I can tell you with confidence that my dad is very good at what he does, and he is super knowledgeable about technology. But I think there's always going to be this part in his brain that's telling him that he's not quite there with everyone else. And that's what makes him strive to succeed. That's what makes him go. Now, with Liz, she just loves people. She's such a people person, and she's great with people. She's great with talking. She's wonderful 
with making friends. And I think that's what she really pulls from with the Enneagram too. But with that extroverted personality can come the desire for wanting people to think that you're successful and wanting people to boast about you. A lot of Enneagram 3 wing 2s, their main love language is words of affirmation. Why? Because that's how you can tell them that they're successful. That's how you can tell them that they're doing a good job. If you can tell your Enneagram 3 wing 2 in their life that they're doing a great job, that can mean the world to them. If you noticed, and I recommend you going back to my dad's podcast if you didn't catch this the first time, but near the end of the episode, he talks about his relationship with my mom and how he started doing household tasks and he noticed that he was fishing for compliments. Fishing for compliments is a very big thing with Enneagram 3 wing 2s because they want to know that they're doing a good job. They want to know that what they're doing is the right way to do it and they want to be successful, even if it might just mean that they did the dishes on time. Now, let's talk about the core values of an Enneagram 3. Each Enneagram number has a basic desire and a core fear. For an Enneagram 3, a basic desire is to be outstanding. They want to be successful. Now, again, going back to the wings, a three wing two likes to be successful in the eyes of others. A three wing four likes to be successful in the eyes of themselves. A lot of the times, this comes with being action oriented. They're not just going to say that they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And this does stem from their core fear, which is basically that they fear that if the success was gone, they would not be worthy of love. So an Enneagram 3's basic fear is of failure or worthlessness. Now you might hear me say that and think, well, I bet you a lot of people's fear is that. But I'm talking about it's a fear that encourages their day-to-day actions. I also don't like to fail, and I would hate to feel worthless, but it is not a deep fear that changes my actions. The core values of an Enneagram number is so important to pay attention to because this can really help you figure out what Enneagram type you are. You can have a lot of traits of many different numbers. For example, my mom is an Enneagram 2, and so I am able to pull from Enneagram 2s pretty easily because I can mimic her since I've learned how to do it. But my core motivation does not align at all with an Enneagram 2s, which is to feel needed and to feel wanted by others. So if you have taken the Enneagram test, I encourage you to look deeper into what the core values are for that Enneagram number. Do you truly identify with those numbers and do your actions on a day-to-day basis really reflect that core value? So we've talked about the Enneagram 3's core values. We've talked about their different wings. Now let's talk about their stress and growth. Each Enneagram number goes 
towards another Enneagram number when in stress and when in growth. For example, an Enneagram 3 goes to an Enneagram 9 in stress. Now, what does that look like? An Enneagram 9 can be so stressed about conflict that they close themselves off to the world. Enneagram 3s can do this when they're not feeling successful or feeling worthless. They can go into a dark hole and it's hard to get them out of it. I would encourage if you're an Enneagram 3 or you know of an Enneagram 3 to give them those words of affirmation. Tell them they're doing a good job. Encourage them to try something new because that could truly help them get out of a stressful situation. When an Enneagram 3 is growing, you will see signs of an Enneagram 6. So what does that look like? Enneagram 6 are known as the loyalists. They love to be loyal to their people. Enneagram 3s can be such achievers that they will sometimes bulldoze over others, especially Enneagram 3 wing 4s. So when they're healthy, they can pull some of those attributes from Enneagram 6 and really be loyal to their peers and to their co-workers. It is no longer a game of who can do better. It's how can we all succeed. I think both Liz and my dad do an amazing job with pulling from an Enneagram 6. I think that when my dad became a parent, it encouraged him to be even more of that loyalist Enneagram 6 personality. It changes the perspective for, I'm not working to make myself money, I'm working to provide for my family. The last thing we're going to talk about today is the subtypes. Now, this might overwhelm you, so it's okay if you wanna stop here, but if you really want to dig into an Enneagram number, I highly encourage you to learn subtypes. Each Enneagram number has three different subtypes. They're all the same, but they look very different. There is the self-preservation type, the social type, or the one-on-one bonding, which is also known as a sexual type. So what do these subtypes mean? A self-preservation type is going to be more focused about keeping themselves or their family safe. They're trying to preserve their items, their relationships, their mental health, physical health. It looks different for each number. But for an Enneagram type three, this is very security minded. They can be very money conscious. They can be known as the company man or the company woman. A social Enneagram three is all about their people and being prestigious among them. They like to be successful in their friend groups, in their workplace, and they really look to their peers or their co-workers to see how they're doing success-wise. Their word is prestige. A lot of the times, we explain a social three as the politician. A one-to-one Enneagram three is known as the movie star. They are very focused on sexuality, intimate relationships, close friendships. 
They're all about their feelings. So for this type, if they're a woman, they're focused more on their femininity. And if they're a man, they're focused more on their masculinity. I only scratched the surface of these subtypes, but if you're interested in learning more about these, I'll have some podcasts to come that really break these down. You can also find a lot of materials online about this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this Enneagram Type 3 Breakdown. Next week, I'm going to talk to my friends Nathaniel and Haley. Nathaniel is an Enneagram 5 and Haley is an Enneagram 9. Something interesting about them is they are married and both in the same occupation. I can't wait for you guys to hear what they have to say about communication. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Extrospective, the podcast.